Hey everyone, you're listening to Spark, where we amplify the voices of the Middle East startup, tech, and innovation ecosystem. I'm your host, Shireen, and along with our guests, we share with you expert insights on the latest and most relevant news. Our goal is to help you easily digest trending topics and be better equipped to know what to make of it all. I have a very special guest for you today. My colleague from the DIFC FinTech Hive, Rajal Mazrui, will be joining us. For those of you who may not know by way of some background, the DIFC FinTech Hive is a startup hub based out of Dubai's financial district. At the Hive, we operate the Middle East's largest FinTech program. It is also a vibrant community and co-working space for startups all year round. Together, Raja and I discuss COVID-19's effect on startup co-working spaces and accelerator programs, as well as the importance of communities to drive innovation. I hope this is the first of many insights I bring you from the makings of an innovation ecosystem. Going forward in each episode, I will add a segment that will cover hacks, tips, and tricks, covering my learnings from working with startups and corporations on tech innovation day to day. Now, without further ado, let's jump straight to it. Raja, how are you? I'm great, Shireen. Thanks for having me on Spark with Shireen. Saraj, I see you as an entrepreneur. I'd love to have you reflect on the beginnings of Fintech Hive from an entrepreneur's point of view. So the Fintech Hive was uh, launched back in 2017. And the main objective was really to create a program that would bring financial institutions and technology companies together to experiment with technology. We started with a program that was so successful that these experiments needed to be registered somehow uh, to be implemented within these financial institutions. And the whole Fintech Hive becoming an independent company that would enable uh, these companies to operate from within the fintech hive uh, was launched. To to really achieve that, um, uh, we had to adopt a completely different way of thinking because when it comes to a small company, uh, you really need a different mentality. You need to uh, be able to connect with different type of people within and um, really get the support from the bigger players. In the same time, we needed to communicate with the startups and to really communicate and connect with the startups at the levels. We had to adopt a lot of uh, digital marketing techniques, go to all the startup events, understand the technologies, uh, be able to uh, share the value proposition that uh, they would get out of the fintech hive to grow and develop their uh, businesses from here. What about when it comes to the financials? Would you need to create a separate business case, PNL? for these initiatives when they're operating under a corporation or would they be one and the same? Uh, everything that we invest into should have a return on investment or a purpose to continue the funding. And that culture was also embedded within the, the IFC FinTech Hive, where we had to utilize all the resources to make sure that we have a sustainable business model that will continue to uh, grow and will continue to attract the startups to the region. Ledger, for those who don't, who have not been to FinTech Hive, can you explain a little bit what our office actually looks like? Because I believe when corporations come and visit us, they get inspired Perhaps you can paint a picture. Uh, actually, most of our visitors wants to uh, lease offices here and operate from here. So we've managed to really uh, create a collaborative working space. 
uh, it has a lot of live colors. So you really feel that it's it's really friendly. You walk in, you meet different people. There are different events that are happening uh, in the space, and it's very friendly at the same time. Of course, COVID has hit most offices all over the world, co-working spaces not being exempt. How do you think in the long term, let's say 2021 onwards, COVID will change the atmosphere and vibe at the fintech hive as you just described it? So COVID has accelerated the digital transformation journey for most of the organizations, institutions, startups uh, equally. We still see the companies within the fintech hive because the community is really important. And today, as we have been uh, back in the office for the last four weeks, because it's not only the the license that you provide or the office that you operate in. It is really the ecosystem, the people that you meet around that create business opportunities beyond your um, uh, expectations. So uh, with the transformation within COVID, I realized that the co-working spaces, similar to FinTech Hive at the IFC, would be more in demand because you don't need that huge office space anymore to operate your business. You can take a one desk license and operate. So basically, this is what the FinTech Hive is providing. And I believe that we will get much more interest from companies to operate from here due to the fact that we provide this flexible environment. Raja, you mentioned that you've had to utilize a few tools that would help you run FinTech Hive digitally. What about event management. Event management usually involves multiple people in a room. You need breakout rooms, networking space and whatnot. Have you tried any tools? And if you have, do you recommend some over others just to save some listeners some time from trying out the different platforms? Absolutely. So um, we have uh, tried uh, different platforms. And I think with the COVID, we started to see sort of innovation in these uh, platforms that enable people to come together on the same uh, platform and at the same time uh, be able to get into private rooms to discuss uh, certain networking opportunities. I remember you telling me to check out Hopin. Is that what's on top of mind? I've tried a few. But I think with Hopin, we'll be able to have, have a hybrid model between having the people who wants to be here, but also the, the community that is global to connect from anywhere and be part of our uh, events. I remember whilst everyone was in lockdown here, reading a lot of funding news on investments being made in virtual event platforms. And I saw that an investment was made in Hopin a few months ago. And can you believe it was a $40 million investment in Series A? There's actually a local company as well. It's Mina's first virtual hosting platform called iVirtual. It's meant to be able to facilitate events being hosted online. So perhaps we can check that out too. Absolutely, Shireen. I love virtual meetings and thank God for that discovery. I think we wasted so much time either commuting between uh, meeting locations or just getting through the introductions of everyone. I used to spend an hour in a meeting and now 20 minutes is my maximum. So that's really um, improved the utilization of my time. But what about networking? Do you find having been to 
virtual events over the last few months that you're able to do that networking piece as effectively as in person? When it comes to uh, events and networking, I actually find it uh, very focused because you can see the list of attendees. You connect directly with the person that you want to establish that contact or that connection with, and you communicate directly because within the normal meetings, you actually go through crowds of people. And then by the time you find someone from within the same interest, it takes a lot of time and effort. So Reja, I'm I'm curious, let's say you and I meet at a digital conference, we match in a breakout room. How then do you follow up with me to ensure that the relationship is not lost? Do you take it on LinkedIn? Is there, do you exchange emails in and there? What, what works? Uh, I immediately add people on my LinkedIn as soon as I meet them and I establish that contact there. And then in LinkedIn itself, I share my email, whether it's personal or work, depending on the um, uh, nature of that uh, relationship. I know that even within the FinTech Hive, we prefer LinkedIn and Instagram as our social media platform of choice to market on. Absolutely. However, for any business, I think it's really important to understand your type of clients or target market that you are after. If you're a startup and your uh, target clients are uh, entrepreneurs or um, uh, youth, uh, you need to find out what are the platforms that they are um, heavily utilizing. And you would see that differentiate from a continent to another, from a country to another. So, for example, in the GCC, Snapchat is really a widely used platform. If you go to uh, Facebook, it has a completely different type of audience. Instagram has another type of audience and Twitter is uh, completely different. I was very surprised to learn Twitter's reach across KSA. I don't even have Twitter. But everyone there is on Twitter and using it. I am on Twitter too, Shireen. And I have a different communication strategy on every uh, platform. However, as you rightly mentioned, I get messages uh, from them directly asking about the fintech hype, asking about fintech. Uh, From uh, the UAE, I would get it on LinkedIn uh, much more than uh, compared to Twitter. I've read recently that Facebook has introduced live broadcasts within its messaging app in response to the popularity of Zoom over the last few months and to try to get people to at least do the social online activities on Facebook instead of Zoom, which is very interesting. We've experimented with uh, Facebook, if you remember, and uh, it did not really engage for the startups or the ecosystem for the FinTech Hive. Our highest engagement is coming through Instagram and LinkedIn. And as I said, you will need to experiment and find out the most engaging uh, tool for you to stay in touch with your um, audience. So Reja, I believe a lot, well, at least I'm hoping a lot of our listeners are founders and entrepreneurs who may be looking to join accelerator programs in the next one year, let's say, to help grow their business. Now, we've seen accelerator programs that happen to be operating in Q1, Q2 change their format from in-person to online. Do you think that accelerator program operators will be able to achieve the success metrics they anticipate 
whether they run a program online or in person? I believe that um, we will be able to deliver because the way we manage these tools is what matters, whether it's in person or virtually. Looking forward, I think the virtual will unlock multiple opportunities for us because every year we run a single program. It's very hard to get into. And I would like to have more companies uh, be part of it. The fact that we're able to run it in a virtual mode might enable us to have a couple of programs a year come rather than just one very hard to get into program. Raja, I know that personally you're very passionate about empowering women. Perhaps you can tell the listeners a little bit about a couple of the projects you're doing. Absolutely. Um, uh, so I believe that women play a major role in the de- in developing the economy. There is 40% of wealth that is um, owned by women around the world today. Coming from that belief, we actually launched the Accelerate Her program. It's a program I'm really proud of. Looking at the access we have in the ecosystem within the UAE, Accelerate Her aims at supporting women from within the financial services sector get um, exposure into technology and innovation by joining a selected and curated program developed by the FinTech Hive that focus on developing certain skills in tech and in personal branding and communication that enables women to understand uh, innovation management and hopefully take up similar roles as they grow within these organizations. I also uh, am part of the advisory board member of uh, Money 2020 RISE program, and that program is focused on developing women within financial services sector by introducing them to inspiring uh, leaders from within the sector that would provide them mentorship and uh, perspectives on how to uh, develop their careers and how to uh, engage further with uh, financial services. Most recently, we have collaborated with REACH Mentorship, and REACH is a program that focuses on providing mentorship opportunities for women uh, within the uh, UAE. And uh, through REACH Network, we will be able to engage more women uh, within the financial services and technology sectors, pair them with uh, mentors from within the sector and hopefully provide them opportunities for growth and development. Great. Raja, thank you very much for your time today and for sharing your insights on the foundations of FinTech Hive, how we've been moving virtually, as well as your passion projects. Thank you so much, Shireen. I truly admire the work that you are doing. You have been um, an amazing uh, member of uh, the team. I am so glad with the uh, podcast initiative. I think it would enable more people to uh, join the ecosystem or to understand the uh, startups ecosystem. And hopefully we get more entrepreneurs from the region Thank you so much for hosting me again, and I look forward to uh, seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to future episodes on your podcast listening platform of choice. And whilst you're there, leave a review and rate our show so that other aspiring innovators can find it. To find a summary of our discussion today and links to our guests, access our show notes 
by visiting our website, sparkwithshireen.com. You don't want to miss out on future announcements. Subscribe to our newsletter or follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram at sparkwithshireen. Before you go, I'd like to let you know that we love hearing from our listeners. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, including guest or topic recommendations, drop us a message through our website or social platforms. If you didn't have a pen or paper handy to write all this down, don't worry. We've gone ahead and added all these links in the episode description. All you have to do is scroll down and click when you have a moment. As always, thank you for listening and see you next time.